Hi, this is Visa. I hope you're doing well. Today's story is about the last cab ride. 20 years ago, I drove a cab for a living. One time I arrived in the middle of the night for a pickup at a building that was dark except for a single light in a ground floor window. Under these circumstances, many drivers would just honk once or twice, wait a minute, then drive away. But I had seen too many impoverished people who depend on taxis as their only means of transportation. Unless a situation smelt of danger, I was always there, waiting for the passenger. This passenger might be someone who needs my assistance, I reasoned with myself. So I walked to the door and knocked. Just a minute, answered a frail elderly voice. I could hear something being dragged across the floor. After a long pause, the door opened. A small woman in her 80s stood in front of me. She was wearing a print dress with a pillbox hat with a veil pinned on it, something out of the 1940s movie. By her side was a small nylon suitcase. The apartment looked as if no one had lived in it for years. All the furniture was covered with sheets. There were no clocks on the walls, no utensils on the counters. In the corner was a cardboard box filled with photos and glassware. Would you please carry out my bag to the car, she said. I took the suitcase to the cab, then returned to assist the woman. She took my arm and we walked slowly towards the curb. She kept thanking me for my kindness. It's nothing, I told her. I just tried to treat my passengers the way I would want my mother to be treated. Oh, you're such a good boy, she said. When we got into the cab, she gave me an address, then asked, could you drive me through downtown? It's not the shortest way, I answered quickly. Oh, I don't mind, she said. I'm in no hurry, son. I'm on my way to a hospice. I looked in the rear view mirror. Her eyes were glistening. I don't have any family left, she continued. The doctors say I don't have very long to live. I quietly reached over and shut off the meter. What route would you like me to take? I asked. For the next two hours, we drove through the city. She showed me the building where she had once worked as an elevator operator. We drove through the neighborhood where she and her husband lived when they were newlyweds. She had pulled up in front of a furniture warehouse where they had bought their first ballroom furniture for dancing. Sometimes she'd asked me to slow in front of a particular building or corner and would sit staring into the darkness, saying nothing. As the first hint of sun was creasing the horizon, she suddenly said, I'm really tired. Let's go now. We drove in silence to the address she had given me. It was a low building with a driveway that passed under a portio. They must have been expecting her. I opened the trunk and took the small suitcase to the door. The woman was already seated in a wheelchair. How much do I owe you? She asked, reaching into her purse. Nothing, I said. You have to make a living, she answered. There are other passengers, madam, don't worry. Almost without thinking, I bent over and gave her a hug. She held onto me tightly. 
You have given this old woman a little moment of joy, she said. Thank you so much. I squeezed her hand, then walked into the dim morning light. Behind me, a door shut. It was the sound of the closing of a life. I didn't pick up any more passengers that shift. I drove aimlessly, lost in thought. For the rest of the day, I could hardly talk. What if that woman had gotten an angry driver or one who was impatient to the end of his shift? What if I had refused to take the run or had honked once then driven away? On a quick review, I don't think that I have done anything more important in my life. We're conditioned to think that our lives revolve around great moments, but great moments often catch us unaware beautifully wrapped in what others may consider a small one. Thanks for listening. Take care.